0: everyone, it's David Wheeler at Wickham Wanderers and you're listening to The Wickham Wanderers Show. Welcome to the latest, oh, it's me now, uh, welcome to the latest edition of The Wickham Wanderers Show, I thought it was going to be more, there wasn't, just that. I uh, hope you're doing well and uh, lots to bring you in the next hour including manager Matt Bloomfield, we'll hear from Amy from the club as well, Amy from the club, sounds like, <laughs> sounds like some sort of dance thing, uh, on a brilliant new initiative to uh, paint the town blue, is that what it's called? Yes, no, sort of. Uh, where uh, you can create a brilliant atmosphere in and around the town and they build up to the uh, the close season. We're coming into the final four home games, uh, of course. Uh, the fifth final home game was a... De- Sorry, <laughs> around the houses is we doing this, isn't it? Uh, it was a defeat to Barnsley, of course. We'll reflect on that with Phil in just a moment. Uh, so we'll hear from the manager as well. We'll catch up with TJ Debar, who this afternoon has um, had it confirmed that uh, he's able to uh, play for the club this Saturday after... Uh, Choosing to uh, to stay rather than go on international duty for Gibraltar. Uh, we'll hear as well the uh, second episode of the premiere. Can we call it that? I think so, yes. Premier of Knowing Me, Knowing Blues with uh, Jack Grimmer. Very much looking forward to uh, hearing that. Although, arguably, I've heard it already because uh, I was present for the recording, which I very much enjoyed as well. Uh, plus, we'll be catching up with Vince Faulkner from the Wickham Wanderers Ex Players Association, who's down at the Warm Hub at Adams Park. Lots to discuss with him, not least the uh, quiz which is coming up this Saturday which is always hotly um, um, competed <laughs> again well, that's the word thank you content, thank you um, that was the word I was trying to think of but it, it left me that's coming up uh, on the day as well that the Wicca Mondras X Players Association surprised uh, Matt Bloomfield with the presentation of his lifetime membership uh, which was awarded and uh, collected on his behalf by Richard Dobson on, uh, in November at Their annual dinner, but of course uh, Matt Bloomfield was in charge of Conchester at the time. <laughs> How inconvenient! Uh, so he's got that, and also a tie was uh, presented to him at the training ground today, which he was uh, most surprised by. So uh, yes, lots to bring you in the first hour of the Wickham Wanderers show. Uh, first, though, let's kick off with our Max Debrief from Phil, who we spoke to a little earlier on today. Uh, looking back at that result against Barnsley, and uh, obviously uh, the result was not what we wanted, but the performance not too bad.
1: really great performance especially when you look at what Barnsley did in the week taking on Sheffield Wednesday I, th- I don't think they lost for 23 games and they beat them 4-2 um, so again it's frustrating because Wickham really should have beaten Barnsley uh, on that performance and didn't um, and then we see what they did to the, to the top t- top of the table or was then top of the table Sheffield Wednesday um, so yeah frustration but I think it shows you what an amazing division league one is um, and Wickham where they are uh, amongst these teams uh, really well placed with nine to go still but yeah it would have been lovely to beat him wouldn't it but yeah such is life we've had some good days at Adams Park recently wasn't to be on Saturday um, uh, and chatting to Matt Bloomfield afterwards something that I'm still getting used to because he really feels the defeats,
2: uh, which you can hear when I speak to him after the game I thought we were very good first half especially I think was probably the best we've played since since we've been here and oh, I've been back so um, we've got to be really proud of the performance um, you know performance is, is is a lot of a contributing factor towards the result but you have to make sure you see the game out, take your chances when they fall and and keep the back door locked the other side so um, yeah we're obviously really really disappointed not to take anything from the game because you know I was proud of the way the, the boys played
1: uh, the subs made a big difference for Barnsley it didn't look like they made an impact immediately
2: but two subs combining for the goal in that smash and grab header. Yeah it was yeah, yeah it's a good point. You know, I think uh, it showed um, the way they had to make so many changes that we were, how dominant we were especially in the first half. Um, like I say and then they had a chance at the start of the second half but then I thought we grew back into it and we took weathered that little bit and you know, we had like twelve corners. It felt like we were um, knocking on the door all afternoon, but it just didn't didn't quite go in for us, which is obviously disappointing. Um and their subs combined there at the end. But yeah, we've got to make sure that we, we see the game out like that. But I don't want to focus on the negatives today. I don't think it's that day, Phil. I think it's a day to um to take our medicine. Understand that we need to do better in those moments, but also we need to focus on the positives because there's plenty of them that came today.
1: Been a testing week as well isn't
2: it um, obviously the, the schedule's been fairly testing but on top of that there's been some illness around yeah it's been um, you know we've been carrying some illness uh, in the camp you know we missed Dave and um, and Nick on Tuesday evening and then uh, we had to close the training ground down on Thursday so there was some more circulating so certainly been a testing time there's been plenty of challenges That's no excuses I think the proof is in the pudding in the performance um, and the boys reacted and they went again today but there's been plenty of challenges along the way we have to try and do the best we can by the boys we can't be bringing them into the training ground if there's illness flying around but we turned up today and I, I thought the energy levels were, were very good
1: Another positive is everyone's always said Wickham are so adaptable and you wouldn't have known to see that performance today that there'd been a
2: testing illness week No, I think it's really important that I've said said to the boys, you know, know, this doesn't define us. One defeat doesn't define us. Um, There was nothing to be guaranteed from a win today, and there's certainly nothing guaranteed from a defeat. It's just every game in isolation. Michael Duff's done an incredible job at Barnsley. I think they're a very, very good team. Um, But we've gone toe to toe and and, and raised, you know, and some more today. So we have to be proud of that. We know know we've got some good players, Phil. We know. You know, we've been performing quite well recently and we've been pleased with that, but, you know, we need to make sure we turn them into results as well because that's what uh, we get judged on. Real positive as well. to we see Ryan Saffordi not only in the squad but back on the pitch at the end there as well. Yeah, definitely. I think it is a big positive. Taff's obviously missed quite a bit of time with with his hamstring injury, so he's, it's nice having back. And um, Will's and Nick getting them back on the pitch as well was is important to to try and carry a, a competitive squad at this stage of the season. So and obviously with TJ, I thought you know for a young boy to come into the team the way he's performed these last two games, it's a big positive as well as well for us. So it's nice to have to have back. And um, yeah, we've got to keep make, making sure we move forward. You see the next one on this production line now in the development squad. I don't think I don't want to add too much um, expectation and pressure on his shoulders. He's a he's a really mature lad um, for his age. You know he's been playing international football for a few years and he, and he knows what the game's all about. And um, we know we know we've had high hopes for him for for a good little while now, and he showed a, a lot of promise in these cu- last couple of games, but. Um, you know, I'm loath to making too many big um, statements about him. Um, he's got to keep working hard, keep taking opportunities when they arise, and uh, if he does that, then then we think we've got a good player on our hands.
0: And he talks about the sort of the fine margins as well. It's, it's kind of little moments, isn't it, in games which really provide the difference
1: that was Saturday in a nutshell and we've all seen Wickham do this down the years where we've been outplayed or had to defend and then nick a goal and, and see it out and win it 1-0 um, but when it happens to you it just really hurts doesn't it but it's football um, but I'm sure they would have taken the positives from it this week uh, a clear week no midweek fixture uh, the illnesses have cleared up Um, so uh, the injury room hopefully looking slightly less busy Um, so yeah I'm thinking the positives out of the game and this week hopefully we'll see the the fruits of that uh, at the Valley on Saturday another game against a team that has um, recent Premier League history so huge game for Wickham in terms of where they are in the table not so much for Charlton who are sort of stuck in mid-table they're not going to get relegated it'd be a miracle if they get in the playoffs so um, I think that in itself is worth celebrating because... I think this is going to be the worst run in Charles' history at this level because if they're in League One next season, that's their fourth year down there in a row, which is the worst in their history. So it's worth bearing that in context of the relative histories of the two clubs where we're
0: at. We're going to be going into the Valley hoping to be in the playoffs. Cause it feels like, doesn't it? The teams coming up next, uh, you know, they've all got their different kind of parts of the table and sort of things to play for. Really.
1: Yes, yeah, that time of year, isn't it, where the teams down the bottom. They're no longer the teams that they were two, three months ago because all of a sudden we well, expect them to be fighting for their lives. Um, Accrington quite literally with the amount of red cards they've been having recently. Um, but yeah, we've got we've got some of those coming up as well. MK Dons had an absolutely abysmal season uh, and they're, they're fighting to, to not get relegated. We've got them as next home, home game. So maybe it'll be a different team than the one that we saw at the start of the season, uh, which should be, but for MK Dons fans' sakes, but... Yeah, these are tough games. And we've got Morecambe away as well to come. That's always tricky. This is a time of year where there's no real... There's no dead rubbers anyway in League One, but it adds a completely different dimension
0: to it. And they all seem to be a really good game as well. I mean, recently, plenty for the fans to enjoy, both home and away.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to... I'm struggling to think, really, of an end of season, especially since I've been a reporter... Or work for the club where nothing's happening at the end of the season. You know, there's there's none of this sort of you know like oh we're 13th, 12th, 13th in the table. Uh, we're already looking ahead to next season. There's none of that at Wickham. It's always something on it, um, which is how it should be. You know, as a fan, that's why you pay the money. You want the excitement, and all the other bits, and it can't happen every single season. But at Wickham, it seems to in recent times. And what always seems to be the case as well is
0: like uh, many different players have different stories. We've heard about uh, TJs as well.
1: Yeah, this club throws up wonderful narratives and, you know, I feel for the lad because he's so um, passionate about his heritage and where he comes from and, you know, he's been a regular in the Gibraltarian side and, yeah, you know, um, this was a massive decision for him um, and I really hope that the fans there and the coach understand uh, his journey with Wickham Wanderers because he's had to be incredibly patient for his chance Uh, because of injury and because of the stature of this club and where he's at in his career he's had to work amazingly hard for this opportunity Um, but I think it speaks volumes about his recent performances that Wickham fans are over the moon that he's available for Saturday with no Sam Vokes uh, or Sam Vokes struggling with injury Um, he's a hugely important player for Wickham Wanderers and it's a massive opportunity for, for him. And I think Gibraltar will probably benefit in the long run from this decision. Because if he becomes an established uh, EFL player for Wickham Wanderers, then that's only a good thing for his country. Um, so maybe some short term pain for them for long term gain. And hopefully, some uh, both long term and short term gain for Wickham Wanderers. Really encouraging for fans to see Ryan Taff is only on his way back as well. Always great to see Taff on the pitch. I think he's a Rolls Royce of a defender in League One um, at both ends of the pitch um, so yeah I think and he's, he's a great character as well and especially at this stage of the season he's a winner and um, yeah it's great to have him back in the match day squad uh, and be interested to see the impact he has
0: between now and May Thank you very much always a pleasure. Great to chat to you, Phil on the sofa at the training ground, more sofa chats to come uh, later this hour including uh, right now in fact because uh, as you might have heard in our chat with Phil don't forget as well by the way but uh, you can hear the full extended version of uh, that uh, post-match interview with the manager uh, Matt Bloomfield after the defeat to Barnsley on Wondrous TV but TJ DeBar has expressed his wish to remain at his club Uh, The Gibraltar FA uh, announced during the international window and is not going to be available for the men's national team squad for their opening two Euro 2024 qualifiers against Greece and the Netherlands. Uh, Quite a difficult decision, of course, uh, for. Uh, the Wickham Wanderers player and today Matt Bloomfield confirmed uh, that permission has been granted for him to withdraw from the Gibraltar squad in order to be available for the Chairboys and uh, they did get uh, the written confirmation for that and uh, they're very pleased indeed uh, to to get it and we were fortunate enough to speak to TJ a little about that as well and obviously uh, with uh, recent injuries and struggles and how he's uh, breaking into the team right now.
3: It's been a tough one obviously to, to pull out of the international Games upcoming, very tough decision for myself, um, but I do feel like it's the right one. I also know that I have the right backing around me. So my my family, my friends, they all do believe that I've made the right decision. And obviously, like I've said, um, I apologise to everyone back home, but I do feel like it's the right decision. So I'm looking forward to the next couple of games with
0: them. And making fans be really pleased with your with your choice as well.
3: Um, Yeah, I hope so. To be fair, I'm sticking around. Obviously, I'm focused on on one thing and one thing only. So I'm just full on focused on that and I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks. So does it feel in a way that your your kind of hard work is really paying off at the moment? Um, Yeah, 100%. I do feel that. I feel like I've been working hard. I'm I'm that sort of person that I just work hard for everything and I do feel like I've been doing it for so long when everything's been going against me sort of and now I do feel like bit by bit it's all it's all helping me out in some sort of sense, and everything is starting to go my way, and not not entirely my way because I do know I can do much more. But I do feel like I'm not
0: having the same bad luck that I've been having for a long time. Have the injuries helped in a way, just sort of making you stronger, both sort of mentally as well as physically? Hopefully, um, I'd say that
3: I'm mentally strong anyway because yeah, I'd say that I'm a mentally strong person. So I wouldn't say that the injuries have completely changed me as a person because I've always been that same person so in some sort of way they've maybe turned, changed me as a player and I used to analyse loads and like why am I getting injured what can I do better how can I stay fitter for longer and all these kind of things but I wouldn't say that it's completely changed me as a person or my mentality it's always been the same
0: so you must be really enjoying your running the team and obviously your contributions as well
3: yeah 100% it's the thing I'm enjoying most uh, the thing I've been looking forward to since I since I arrived at the club 20 months ago so I'm just focused on being a better teammate, being a better player and like I said hopefully getting the team into the playoffs
0: and it feels like such a key part of the season to be involved in as well
3: yeah 100% like I said I did say for myself and for the club it's the best timing but unfortunately the national team have had to suffer from it and I mean I'm really sorry to everyone back home, but I do feel like I've made the right decision, so i'm I am happy some sort of way that my time in the team is coming now in the last couple of games of the season, so yeah, I wouldn't want to be put in the position ever again to have to choose because, like I've said, it's one of the toughest footballing decisions I've had to choose, and I would never like to put anything above my country, but like I've said, I've been waiting for so long for this opportunity. I've worked so hard for this opportunity and right now I can't I can't afford to turn it down.
0: Pleasure to catch up with TJ debar at the training ground and obviously wish him all the best uh, with these upcoming games and uh, hopefully uh, he'll uh, go from strength to strength after a difficult period with injuries uh, and of course uh, not least that uh, incident at Plymouth in December and we wish him uh, all the best for the coming and remaining uh, fixtures and hope that he'll be uh, back on international duty very very soon Still to come we'll be chatting to Vince Faulkner from Wickham Wanderers Ex-Players Association live from the Warm Hub at Adams Park very very soon as well and uh, lots more to come including more from from manager Matt Bloomfield here at Wickham Sound. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This... Is Wickham Sound. Second part of the Wickham Wanderer show for this week. As mentioned, still to come, we'll find out about a brilliant initiative uh, from the club who are, are giving you the opportunity to really celebrate and create a great atmosphere in and around the town for the final four home games of the season. We mentioned as well a little earlier on that the uh, Ex Players Association had uh, a presence at the training ground a little earlier on with uh, John Bignall, Chairman Alan Hutchinson, and JDT was there as well to uh, present Matt Bloomfield with his uh, lifetime membership uh, to. Uh, the uh, X Player Association, therefore saving him <laughs> some money. Uh, but also, I'm very pleased to say we can chat to uh, Vince Faulkner, uh, who is uh, at the Warm Hub at Adams Park. A very good evening to you, sir.
4: Yeah, hi, good evening to you. How are you? Really good thinking yourself? Yeah, oh, I'm fine, actually. Yeah, we're uh, down at the Hub, we've uh, continued on uh, with, a, with a lovely uh, sort of week that we've had down here again. We've got two more sessions to go, so uh, yeah, it's all good, thank you.
0: It must be a really great sort of sense of pride for the X Player Association to play such a, a great part in, in this initiative.
4: Well, it is because, uh, as you know, initially it started with um, two months. It was extended very kindly uh, through the council and dreams and, of course, Wickham itself uh, and the foundation getting it all together, extended for another month, uh, which, unfortunately, and I know everybody that's in the So we've got 38 people here tonight, they're all a little bit upset that uh, it finishes next week. But uh, we're going to try and do something later on in the year. But, uh, no, it's all gone very well, thank you.
0: And what's some of the reaction you've had from, from people who've attended?
4: Ah, oh, well, it's well, it's unbelievable, really. We've got people here that have never met one another, and um, or you probably can't hear the background noise here, but they come here um, the hour before we have dinner. They sit down, they play cards, they have a chat, um, and then we have dinner, and then they do the same again. And, uh, you know, it's really, really taken off, and it's, it's done what everybody wanted it to do, which was to gel the local community and get people out. So it's worth a treat.
0: And so many people with so many different stories. I know, uh, for example, when we came and did the show from there, uh, there was a gentleman who just came along on his own and you know, hadn't been to the, the football club before, but really sort right. of took advantage of the opportunity.
4: No, that's right. Well, there was a lady here, when I was telling cows at school, she lost her husband a year ago. Um, her son told her to come down. He'd seen it advertised uh, three months ago. Didn't want to come out. He sort of pressured her. She came down, came in, and she's the first person here every night now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's really worth the treat.
0: And really nice for yourself and Keith and some of the other ex-players who've been along as well to, to really sort of mingle and, and tell your own stories as well.
4: Yeah, that's right. Well, this Keith Samuels has been a great support to me down here as well. Barry Baker's been down here, Lem Worley. Um, we had uh, John Maskell down last week. And, of course, Trevor Stroud is on the main board here at Wickham. He comes literally every evening as well. And, uh, you know, he rolls his shirt sleeves up and he does the tea and the coffees and everything else. So, yeah, it's, it's been an all-in Wickham Wanderers family evening out. It's been brilliant.
0: Well, I don't suppose really it, it surprised you how successful it's been, especially with you know, how important the community is to the club.
4: Well, no, no. I mean, say so it's hit the nail on the head. The brief has been to get new people in here, people that weren't uh, official w- uh, football people. Uh, they've come down here in their droves. As I said, we've got 38 people here tonight. I would think probably only one-third of them actually have ever seen you know, Wickham play. Uh, they come down for the evening now, and you know, we're trying to, to you know convert them into Wickham fans. So uh, it's, it's all worked out well.
0: No, absolutely, a really successful um, initiative. Great for the foundation, as you say, the council, and, and, and dreams as well, and, and the Wickham Wanderers Explorers Association to be a part of. Talking of uh, popular events, there's, there's something coming on this Saturday, which which I know you're, you're you're heavily involved in, and as we mentioned oh, earlier, right, again, hot, yes. hotly we, contested.
4: Yeah, we've got our quiz. Um, we've got our quiz this week, which is the WWPA quiz. Um, it's the thirteenth uh, running, although we lost two years to COVID, so it's eleven years in actual fruition. Um, we've got four teams that have won it previously coming back and between those four teams that have won it they've won it eight times in total so you can see that it's very very competitive Um, we have a one course meal and uh, we start at 7.30 everybody has a great evening John Maskell is uh, is my co-colleague in in, in organising the event Uh, his son-in-law is the quiz master and um, no it's a brilliant evening I'll say it myself but it, it does really work out well
0: so if anyone's listening who's coming along, are there any particular subjects they should be revising for?
4: Well, there's everything. It's the usual. There's history, there's geography, there's sport, there's music. Um, we have some picture rounds as well. So, uh, no, it's a cross-section. Uh, John Maskell looks after all of that side of it. I do the sort of organising, getting people here and the eventing. And uh, John does all the, all the questions and putting it all together for us. So it's brilliant. It works. It's worked really well for the last, well, as I say, 13 years, but eleven actually.
0: And again, another really fantastic event from from a social point of view as well.
4: Well, absolutely right. We've got this year. We've got sixteen tables and just over one hundred and thirty people coming, and and all the funds raised, as I think we've said before, all go to the charity. And I'm pleased to say that this year, um, the charity is prostate cancer. So um, over the last, as I said, thirteen years, we've raised nigh on fifty thousand pounds, and all of it has been donated to all charities all around. So. We have a cross section every year. We have a committee meeting in February of the year, and then we pick the uh, charity for the year, and that goes through the whole the, the four events that we hold.
0: It's a real great example and advert to, to what the Explorers Association is all about, as well. Really, sort of giving back.
4: Well, it's right. You know, as I said, I think you know, the last time I was on am you know, proud, and I know keepers as well. We're proud to be part of this Wickham family. Um, you know, I've been involved with it. I started in 1963. Um, and I'm still here sort of now other than I did go away for a couple of years down at other clubs, as, as we said before. But, you know, I'm back in the network, getting heavily involved, and, um, no, it, it's, it's a tremendous part to be, to be part of it.
0: And great to be able to, to work alongside, you know, other sort of parts of the club, especially the foundation, and uh, brilliant to hear recently about Reardos Ramble as well, another uh, great opportunity for, for, to, to raise funds. Well, that's on, right.
4: On some... that, that, is on, that is on the 15th of July. Um, I've found some information out with that tonight. There's a lot more uh, things to put together, but technically at this moment in time, it will start and finish at Adams Park. It will be, you can either do a half or a full marathon, and it will consist of two uh, journeys around Wickham from Adams Park, finishing up 13 miles, then going back out again, if you wish. So that's, that is on the 15th of July. So just watch out, watch out for things that will come out through the same Foundation on the website.
0: And again, a really nice tribute to you know someone who gave so much to the club.
4: Well, you know, it's Mr. Wickham as well, was along with Brian Lee, wasn't he? They were the two two men that you know are, are this club basically at the end of the day, which we all aspire and look up to.
0: And something else which really stands out that I know you're, you're heavily involved with is, is the match day tours as well. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah,
4: yeah. Keith and I and uh, John, uh, sorry, John Big and his son Darren, we uh, we've started over the last. Uh, well, it will be the last six home games during the. Uh, Spectators' tours around the pitch. Um, again, that's really interesting because normally when people come down here, they come down, perhaps with their families, they come into the ground exterior, they go and have a you know, pie, they have a, perhaps a, a drink, coffee or a pint, they watch the game, they go home, you know, this way we're taking them into the heart of the club. They come into the dressing room, they go and see the fitness room, they work up the players' tunnel, you know, they go around the ground, they go over to all the executive boxes over the other side. Uh, we go down into the woodland suite. We then walk round the other end of the pitch, finish back up in um, the main boardroom where they get a 10-minute video uh, of, of the club's history, which, uh, um, sorry, which uh, Phil Phil Clashball put together. So uh, yeah, very good.
0: It's a great opportunity, isn't it? It's really enhance your your match day experience and to get some behind the scenes info as well, just to to really you know get an even greater appreciation of the club.
4: No, well, that's right. It's, you know, it's really good for us as well because we take people around. We had the first one, we had, uh, there were nine people here. It was a family of, of, of total adults. And then the other family were a husband, wife, and three young children um, 13, 11, and I think we about nine. And the children were absolutely just gobsmacked with everything that went on. They, they found it totally interesting. They sat there, they watched the video, they were totally interesting. No, it was a pleasure to take them around.
0: And you get some; you must get some quite interesting questions as well.
4: Uh, one or two. <laughs> some <Somebody laughs> can answer, some <somebody> we don't. <laughs> Perhaps I'm not appropriate
0: for the radio either. No, <laughs> probably, not,
4: probably not.
0: But we talked as well about the the presentation which was made to to the manager uh, today, and, and a fantastic achievement, obviously, to to no, have been at the right. club so many appearances. And obviously, you, you played. You mentioned with with John Maskell and, and, and Tony Horseman, people like that who've who, who've been at the club a long time as well.
4: Well, that's right. I mean, say you know, my, my biggest uh, sort of claim is that fortunately I was. Selection or one of the first selections that Brian Lee did in his first team when he was made manager back in, um, in December in '68. You know, the team that day, well, there were all sort the of subs and everything else, John Maskell, Ian Rundle, myself, Charlie Gale, Julian Layley, Dave Thomas, Barry Baker, Len Worley, Keith Samuels, Tony Horseman, and Les Merrick. Um, you know, a lot of those people i still would play golf for twice a week. And, you know, we're talking 50 years on. So, no, it's uh, it's an actual pleasure, I keep saying it's an absolute pleasure to be associated with this football club.
0: And I know we mentioned to you before as well, but like when you were starting out, you could have never imagined that, you know, still, as you say, all, the, all these years later, you'd still be, you know, doing what no, you do with right. the club.
4: No, that's right. Well, it's a camaraderie, and as I think I will use the word earlier, everybody around really it uses it. It's a family, and it is a family. It's just one big family. There are no no hidden agendas. There are no people who think they're bigger than this club and various other bits and pieces. Um, and basically... When you look back, that's down to Brian Lee because, uh, as you know, when he became the first sort of official manager at Wickham Wanderers, he instilled discipline and a just sense and a code. And, you know, you couldn't be swayed from it if you didn't conform to it, then, you know, you paid the penalty.
0: No, absolutely. And uh, another sort of commemoration uh, event, um, Phil uh, did an interview, uh, which you can see on Wanderers TV, with uh, the, the chairman of the uh, Wickham Wanderers Ex Players Association, Alan Hutchinson, approaching his 80th birthday. And, and obviously, that's some, right, yeah, 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 he's I, believe
4: a... he's, I believe he's 80 on the, I think it's the 13th of uh, next month. Um, so he, 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 he's been involved with the club for, you know, forever and um, you know, he deserves all the credit that he gets, basically. He set, it, uh, he set it all up sort of some 15 years ago and um, he's still going strong as the chairman and, uh, you know, ably supported by JDT and, and the committee. Um, you know, he does a fantastic job.
0: Incredible how just the Ex-Players Association alone has grown in that time as well.
4: Well, that's all right. Yeah, I mean, so we've got those, well, you know, on the treasury at the moment, and we've got over 100 people on the list. And, um, you know, we, we do four functions a year. Um, you know, we start off with the quiz, as we said, then we've got our bowls day, then we've got our golf day, then we have our big annual dinner in November. And all of those proceeds, as we mentioned before, all go to charity. So, uh, you know, it's a worthwhile, it's a worthwhile venture. And the and you do so much around the
0: club and the training ground as well. Sorry. You do so much around the club and the training ground as well.
4: Well, yeah, we do. Yeah, always well, keep an eye. We've been up to the training ground before and done presentation. And, you know, took goalposts in um, especially when Garrick was here, and uh, they were lacking a bit of funding up there for goalposts and everything. So the ex players purchased those and we went up and did a presentation and all those sorts of things. So, no, it's, um, it's an all inclusive, you know, there's not a them or none of us. It's all coming together now, and it's, it's brilliant.
0: And such a great opportunity, as you said before, for people from all sorts of generations of the club to, to, to share their similar experiences as well.
4: Well, that's right. You know, as I said, there are people in this room that, that you know, the, the, the people that have supported them over the years sort of recognise Keith and myself and that. And they've seen a couple of pictures up in Montes here we, where we do the warm hug from. So, uh, you know, they take the mickey out of the colour of our hair and everything else that's uh, <laughs> slightly changed over, uh, over the period. But, well, so, I'm
0: sure they're black and white photos, so it's not too different. Sorry? i'm sure they're black and white photos so it's not too different well they
4: probably are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably helps now
0: <laughs> no absolutely really nice to sort of pass that on as well and also because you know people all know the name vince faulkner but you know won't actually have the chance to actually speak to you uh, and you know hear your stories as well
4: well that's right yeah there's no it's nice yeah they, i think they do get a little bit bored when i won't get up from the table <laughs> because i have been known to talk a little bit so uh, i think a lot of people will support that but uh, no it's been really interesting yeah their side of the stories. you know there's people from all walks of life. people have been in the RAF and been in the war and done all these sorts of things so you know you get down and you sit and chat and you know, it's, really, it's really worthwhile really good
0: And well, I'm sure you know when you were playing for the club you never imagined that people watching you know uh, they'll remember that as their first game perhaps or you know something that, that you or your teammates did would really stand out for, for them for a long time as well
4: no that's right no that's right I mean so we, we, you know we, we... You know, there, there are six of us who still, as I keep saying, play golf together. We play twice, so it's six of us that play in the 60s and the 70s. Um, you know, There's not many clubs can uh, convert for those sorts of things. So uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be part of.
0: And now it's really nice, isn't it, to see obviously Matt Bloomfield was at the club for such a long period as a player, and now, now hopefully he'll have a long spell in charge as well.
4: Well, that's absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, so well, you went through it earlier. I mean, so he did 19 years service. He made 664 appearances with 55 goals. The fourth all-time... Um, person behind Tony Horseman who I played with, John Maskell who I played with and, and Dave Carroll. So, uh, you know, he's fourth behind those three icons really, so, uh, you know, and they're all still going strong. Because
0: you can't, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it does happen, but you can't imagine that happening at too many clubs either.
4: Absolutely not, absolutely not. Well, it proves it by the X players Association. I think we're the, probably the biggest club in the country that, um, you know, has got as many members and we're all still social and, you know, a lot of it, to be fair, comes down to JDT the way he organises the dinner and he keeps everybody involved with the annual uh, the monthly newsletters. Um, so all credit to him. Now he's he's been a great asset to the association and uh, you know he did a brilliant job as you probably know with the the Brian Lee uh, tribute that we did down here last Thursday. Um, and you know I'm sitting looking at the the celebration of life that uh, John put together. You know, twenty four pages of of the history of of you know basically again Mr Wickham, who, who you know was was constructively building Adams Park. So it's all credit to JDT, and i like to put that on record on the radio. So, uh, you know, well done team.
0: No, absolutely, and a real sense of community because we, we've spoken to ex players who, you know, are even in other parts of the world and they really look forward to, to the newsletters or, or seeing on the Facebook page what's well, going that's on. That's
4: right. I mean, I mean, so the Welsh international Jeff Anthony um, was on to both JDT and myself last week. Um, he wanted to know uh, an update on Paul Bird's because unfortunately he'd had a fall and this, that, and the other. And, um, you know, the guy lives in America. And, um, you know, he, he sent an email over inquiring, wanting to go this, that and the other. And, um, and he, he said he's going to come over for this year's dinner as well. So we would be lovely to um, you know, to really see him
0: again as well. When there are so many great things that, that you do in the community, both sort of supporting each other, if, you know, if, if another former ex-player needs help, or I know in the past, um, you know, Keith and others have you know, supported with, with hospital equipment and things like that.
4: Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, well, we're talking as well. We're going to do a welfare visit to Johnny Hutchinson who's uh, in a home um, over the Oxford Way that John Maskell's organising. So that will be coming up shortly as well. So uh, we've got all the details of who we've got to contact and uh, we're going to be going over to see him shortly as well.
0: So remind us again of, of your calendar of events, some of the things you're coming up for the remainder of the year.
4: Well, the, the, we've got the four events for the year. We've got the quiz event, which is this Saturday. Um, then we've got the bowls, which is uh, in June. Obviously, there, there may be a, a slight uh, adjustment here that people don't know about the golf day that we normally have at Winter Hill uh, has been cancelled this year due, unfortunately, to have been uh, sponsored by John Lewis. They've uh, pulled the plug on them, um, and that finishes in April. But uh, Ken Wilson has uh, managed to uh, get the event reorganised on the 18th of July, which is a Tuesday, at Maidenhead Golf Club. So that's news hot off the press today. So that will be coming out shortly, I'm sure, on a newsletter from JDT uh, to confirm that. And then, of course, we had our November dinner, which, again, John and uh, Alan Hudsonson put together. And, um, you know, we get all the dignitaries in, and uh, we have a brilliant night as usual.
0: Absolutely. You can't sort of overstress how important these, these events are, especially the golf days and, you know, and the quizzes, of course, you know, are, are quite competitive, obviously, because they're all, all competitors. But Very competitive. <laughs> <laughs> a really nice way to kind of all get together as well.
4: No, that's absolutely right. And, as I say, the main function is that we raise money for charities. Um, you know, we, we've done... Uh, the air ambulance we've done twice we've done cancer, we're doing prostate cancer this next year as we've said, we've done hearing dogs with a deaf up at Risborough we've done kidneys, we've, we've done everything so we've, we've done a real cross section and as I said I think earlier we've uh, got it just in under £50,000 so you know, we try and do our bit
0: Oh, it's a fantastic organisation and just to, just to finally just sort of sum up especially with the, with the warm hub that you've been involved with as well and it just shows, goes to show how important the club is to the community Well
4: that's Absolutely right and you know, I'd like to thank um, Mark Gaskell and his team as well because they've done a tremendous job in putting all this together, um, as I said Keith Samuels himself have been perhaps the front and it's been the ex-players association but we've been well supported by JDT and John Bignall, Barry Baker, Len Worley, um, uh, John Mastrell, uh, so everybody's done their bit and um, no, it's been a real, real pleasure and it'll be disappointing from this time next week on Thursday when we shut the door at 8 o'clock and it'll be no more for a couple of months.
0: No, of course, but some brilliant other initiatives and, say, collaborations with the, the Foundation. You've got the Reardon Room and the, the Reardon Ramble as
4: well. That's right. Absolutely right. So, uh, no, everything's looking forward to 2023.
0: Well, it's been a real pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, uh, thank you for your, your, your service and, and, and cooperation as well. No,
4: that's no problem at all. It's been a pleasure, and as I say, it's um, given me a great interest. And, yeah, uh, you know, it's lovely. Thank you very much for phoning, and... Uh, I look forward to talking to you again. A real pleasure likewise
0: uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, Vince Faulkner no speaking problem. to us uh, from the uh, the Warm Hub I think mean, said the Live Hub, no he, he was live uh, from the Warm Hub uh, which as I say unfortunately finishes next week but initially uh, only due to run until February so fantastic that it's been able to run uh, through to March. So, much, so many people have got so much out of it as well from a social aspect and, and just having somewhere a bit different to go on a, on a Tuesday and Thursday evening you do check out the uh, Wickham Wanderers Foundation's website for more details of upcoming events as well. Online on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Still to come on this week's edition of the Wickham Wanderers Show, we'll bring you an update from Wickham Wanderers Women. We'll hear from the men's manager, Matt Bloomfield, talking all things... uh, Well, talking all things, to be honest. And uh, we'll uh, get a a premiere of uh, a bit of an insight into uh, the second edition of Knowing Me, Knowing Blues, which... Uh Timings, everything, uh, which is uh, this week from. Well, we've already said who, who's, who's from, but uh, let's let's. No. Two weeks ago, <laughs> let's <laughs> Jack <exclusively Griver. laughs> reveal. People might have forgotten. They right? might have. That's true. It's uh, Jack River <laughs> Thank you, Scotland's finest. Uh, Producer Lee is, is with us. Uh, we've got uh, we've got uh, all sorts of uh, things to bring you still, but uh, we were at the training ground a little earlier on, weren't we?
5: We were, and it was raining. Which, as I said earlier, I think we can blame on Rebecca. Or maybe Matt, or I should say the gaffer, because um, since Rebecca's been with us on a Thursday, it's rained. Since Matt's taken over, it's rained on a Thursday as well.
0: Yes, very inclement Thursday weather. Yeah,
5: maybe it's just afternoon on Thursday at the training. We've never been on there in in the afternoon on a Thursday.
0: I wonder if we know the clocks go uh, forward, don't we, this weekend? I wonder if that'll have an impact.
5: The rain Welcome will be to the later? Meter, I don't meteorological know. section of uh, <laughs> <Welcome> <laughs> the
0: little bit of This this is of a little bit of a little this week. Only. Just this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more from uh, Jack of in a few moments' time with uh, some fantastic answers to some... Uh, Quite frankly, random questions. <laughs> very rare. <laughs> You've done very well with questions this week. the well way. Uh, more on that in a few moments' time. But first, also at the training ground, we caught up with uh, Amy from the club to uh, chat through a brilliant initiative which will get uh, you, hopefully, painting the town blue for the final four home games.
6: The first aim is to raise the visibility of the club in town. Um, looking to get more first-time fans involved, raising the atmosphere of the club at Adams Park and back in the boys in the final four games of the season
0: and who would you like to see involved
6: Anyone from school children to businesses going out to do it themselves, um, football supporters doesn't just have to be football supporters. Just anyone in the community that's looking for a fun day out and and wants to get involved.
0: And we've seen with the club going to Wembley before, and how you know they have balloons in shops and really sort of decorated their windows. How how it's a great atmosphere in the town when, when they get behind the team.
6: Yeah, yeah, that that is what we mean by paint the town blue. Um, walking into into Wickham, not just Wickham, but you know anywhere in Buckinghamshire. Um, seeing those blue posters, just seeing the and recognizing that you know Wickham is here and and we're looking for that push for a promotion and it's time for you to get down to support the chairboys.
0: And really nice as well that sort of final four and, and yeah. you just about the playoffs at the moment too.
6: Yes, yes, it is. It is very close. Um, so packing packing that stadium is what we want, and yeah, just getting behind the boys to to help them get to the playoffs.
0: And of course you had the Family Day recently as well I think many people would have come along to that and perhaps that might have been their their first time at a game and one of these last four games could be their first game too.
6: Yeah, definitely. Um, We saw many first-time fans at Family Day this year, last year, and we've seen some new faces that have started coming to games more regularly Um, and it's good to see. um, It's just the... Big community, community vibe, um, and and the atmosphere that it creates is is just great. And seeing those familiar faces that are first time fans is great to see in the stands and around Adams Park um, before a match day.
0: So how can supporters get their hands on the posters?
6: So um, you can come down to the club shop to collect the posters, um, or you can email marketing at www.fc.com and we will send you over a digital copy, um, whether that's PDF or an image.
0: And there's uh, an incentive as well for fans to get involved and also businesses will be displaying the posters too.
6: Yes, so fans will receive um, a spot prize. What they need to do is if they put the poster up in businesses, that can be cafes, gyms, shops, pubs, bars. They display it in in the business and... All they need to do is make sure they check with the business first if they can display it and then send that into marketing at wwfc.com with their name and the name of the business and the, they can win a prize and the ultimate prize is for the business and they will have two players and the Wanderers TV crew arriving at their venue to film a creative TV advert for their business. Um, so yeah, that's an incredible prize and yeah, hopefully... Fans will love to get involved.
0: And obviously, ultimately, it'd be really nice to see as many posters as possible in and around town.
6: Yeah, yeah. Let's make Buckinghamshire blue.
0: It's a great catchphrase, isn't it? You've got to have a catchphrase. Yeah, you have, it? but don't actually use paint. No, no. no. I, I failed to mention in the actual introduction that it's posters. <laughs> posters. Please, please don't paint the town blue. I mean, there are some benches, aren't there? They, they're, they're they are there.
5: Light blue and dark blue. Maybe we should. Maybe, I, here's if anyone from Bidco is listening, let's light up Wickham. Because oh. they did it for Wembley, didn't yes. they? Let's relight. Uh, Wickham in Blue for the final four games and the uh, West Wickham as well
0: no absolutely yeah. that would be a good shout
5: thank you if you want more details uh, www.fc.com
0: and those final four are uh, home to uh, MK Dons on Saturday the 1st of April correct April 4 and then on Monday the 10th of April yeah. that's Easter Monday isn't it it is uh, Forest Green Rovers are coming yep yeah. and then the final home games of the season uh, see the visit of Lincoln City and Cheltenham Town well done thank
5: you oh, you're
0: <laughs> that's why. That's why I said you're welcome. But well done. No, it was nice. It yeah. worked well. Uh, also, we we're going to talk a bit about Wigan Warner's women as well. Who uh, the first team? Their season is finished uh, in both League Cup and. Uh league comma and cup
5: yeah, they have but there is uh, two things that I would like to mention uh, Wiki Wanderers uh, women have launched a short survey um, to help drive the club forward we've just shared that on to our social media which is at Wickham Sound uh, you have until Friday the first uh, 31st of March at five o'clock uh, to get that in and they are also hosting some opening tra- open training sessions uh, starting in April for the 23 24 season um, so if you want to find out more details about that we have again just shared that but they are WWFC women on Twitter and now verified with the Wickham Wanderers tick.
0: Very nice too Thank you very much. Yes and I think uh, the first team manager Carl is looking to uh, arrange some uh, friendlies up until around May time as well yes. uh, for the remainder of the season and obviously wish the best uh, to the reserves and under 18s for the remainder of their campaign as well and uh, uh, over to you now to talk about the success of uh, Knowing Me, Knowing Blues
5: well, I don't think it's anything to do with me. Uh, I think it's all down to uh, Rebecca being just very talented, which is quite annoying. Uh, however, this week it is Jack Grimmer, who is the star of the show. Um, here is a little preview of this week's episode.
7: Jack, hello. How are you? I'm
8: very well. Thank you, you
7: for joining me. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Did you see the last episode of No Me, No Blues? I
8: did. I did. I think you chose a very... Capable and you know, very a good choice for the first Yeah, he did the uh, job episode. for me really, didn't it? It's a tough act <laughs> to follow, yeah it is. But um You'll be yeah. fine,
7: but you know how it's gonna go.
8: Yes. So the questions
7: yes. have been flying in. We've got quite a few here. Are you ready? Should we jump into it?
8: Yeah, I dread to think what some of these are, but yeah, hopefully okay. some good ones.
7: There are <coughs> some good ones actually, I've read through them. Um first we've got from WWFC Mexico I don't know if that's supposed to be Mexico, but it says Mexico, so we're gonna go with that. Um having played superbly as a centre back for many games now do you feel more comfortable in that position or as a right back?
8: Um, yeah, I think I'd played there a few times before this season, and then this season I think due to injury, I found myself playing there quite often. Mm. It, is a, it is a position I feel quite comfortable in, but I think um, you know I do still enjoy what I would see as my favourite position as as right back. But I know I think it's a cliche thing for footballers to say if they're playing, then then who cares, you know? So if we're playing and we're winning. Not really that fussed.
7: Just happy to be on the pitch. Happy to
8: be on the pitch to enjoying it and and winning games, yeah. Uh,
7: Dom asked the same question actually, but then he added: Do you prefer Saturday, Tuesday, or one game a week?
8: Again, honestly, if we're winning. No, well, actually, even if we're losing. Like, if you lose on a Saturday. So, for me personally, like the Barnsley one, I'd have rather had the game Tuesday, even Mm. though we just had Tuesday games. Because, like, say in that instance, you concede so late, you want to just play again and get the game out of the way. Yeah. Um, so, for me, I think I'm not. I don't mind training. I'm not the biggest fan of training, so I would rather just play, play, play. So probably Saturday Tuesday. I feel
7: Like most players say that. Yeah, don't they? They exactly. Rather play than train. Than
8: train, yeah, exactly. Um,
7: yeah. Benjamin from Germany <clears> said, "Who is the toughest opponent you've ever played against, and why?"
8: Ever, pl- ever played against? I would say we played. Tottenham while I was here Um, we've also played Man City but I didn't play that game but I'd say we played Tottenham in the cup and Kane and Son and Mora, like their front three were just like I don't think it was until you play against these kinds of players you realise the levels Mm. like you think you're doing okay and then you play against them you realise you're miles away from that level but um, I think Human Song came on and tore it up for 20 minutes so I'll probably give it to him plus he seems like one of the nicest people in football so I'll give it to him
7: so you probably wish that you were training that day then well exactly
8: yeah <laughs> the games were, I'd rather have been at home that day I think yeah for
7: sure um, Benjamin and nothing but tea asks who was your childhood football hero
8: my childhood football hero um, I think I, I grew up obviously an Ab- I grew up an Aberdeen fan so I would say it was Neil Simpson was actually my youth coach, and it was like so for me at the time. It was a big thing that he was my youth coach, coaching me. So I'll, I'll give it to to Simmo. He was, uh, Lovely. yeah, really nice guy as well. Really good guy. Gosh.
7: Um, Dean said, "What's your favourite thing to do on a day off?"
8: Is it? Is it? I think it was more a, a COVID thing, just to go a walk. I think oh, it I was. Love going it's right? definitely it's definitely something that's changed since COVID. I never used to enjoy walks, mm. and now. Really enjoy a walk round. I live next to Hampstead Heath. Um, Going a walk, chilling out, getting a coffee is probably normally what I do on my days off. Nice. That sounds like a lovely day. It is. It is normally quite chilled and yeah.
7: Um, We had this question for Jasper last week, and now we've got it again for you. Yeah. Would you rather fight a bear-sized duck or ten duck-sized bears? See,
8: I've seen his like. I'm sure he said the opposite. I think. I think I agree with you in the sense that I would rather fight. Was it 10 duck-sized bears?
7: Yeah.
8: Because Especially Jasper. He's a dwarf fighting a, like, a bear. A bear duck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would pick the 10, the, the 10 duck-sized bears. Bears, yeah. yeah. Small
7: little puppies. Well, exactly. exactly. Have a little cuddle. I'd
8: rather, I'd rather that than... Like you said, the beak was going to be huge. I know. How do, you to, fight?
7: How do you even go about that?
8: Especially to someone like Jasper. No offence, Jasper. <laughs> but, you know, I think I'm surprised you went for that answer. I'm not going to lie. <laughs>
7: Uh, Okay Moving on Joel Heritage said When's the collaboration With chair chair girl Sally Grimm happening
8: I know I've seen that on Twitter And (laughs) I didn't realise Until they they tagged me In something Um, She's definitely As long as there's a collab Not involved scoring goals Because I think she'll Definitely beat me at that Definitely beat me at that But it is something I don't like live um, So I live in North London And it is something That I've been thinking About trying to do Is get over to a game Mm. Um, to support my namesake especially more than anyone else but yeah definitely I think we can get her to the training ground and and get something going because that would be it's got to be done it's It's got got to to be done done. it's got to be done
7: is Iron Brew the same since they messed with the recipe that one's from Kyle no no
8: no it's ridiculous take all the sugar out like who wants that I don't know
7: that I've tried Iron Brew before Oh no Joke I had it for Thank breakfast This morning <laughs>
8: <laughs> Right I'll bring you A bottle of iron brew In the next one But Amazing. It's, it's definitely I think there is Some places in Scotland That have the They joke and say They have the old recipe
7: Right um, it's not
8: But it's not the same No it, it like
7: What does it taste like? You can't describe it
8: No uh, No I'm going to have to get you Because okay, it I'll doesn't really it. It. It's like a no, I'm going to have to get you the bottle and just okay. let you taste it You've never tried it?
7: I don't think so, I can't remember ever trying it, no just No, you like would funny- remember
8: this golden nectar if you tried it, trust me <laughs> Like you.
7: No, I'm not the only one, other people have not tried Iron Brew <laughs> I bet you have never
8: tried haggis either, have you?
7: No, we had this discussion though on the way here
8: Right, well, it's
0: fine
7: Haggis and Iron Brew next week, mm-hmm. we'll try it
0: <laughs> <The> Scottish delicacies He was <laughs> He was not impressed cuz you just assume don't you i suppose if you if you're from yeah. you know, countries so close to scotland <laughs> that, that that people down here have, have en- endured enjoyed uh, d- drinks <laughs> and uh, drinks and food that uh, that are uh, uh, come on there
5: yeah i've i know i've no, i've always looked at einbru and just went no i'd rather something else <laughs> sorry I can't give you listening. i will try it next week though i promise it sounds like we're going to have to well, we will do yeah that's sorry um the 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 full version will be up on the Chairboy social media tomorrow. Including
0: got some visual evidence. Yeah, aren't there? so
5: Jack walks off at that point. There is a uh, a Nick Freeman test card oh, for people good. of a, a certain age remembering test cards. Uh, there are ducks. There are bears. Uh, there is uh, Jack Grimmer scoring a goal. Uh, some Wicked Wonders women uh, footage, um,
0: and a Scottish flag. The bear and duck thing is really taking off, isn't it? It
5: really is. Well done to Dan uh, Clark
0: on Twitter for that. It's like a, it's like an exam question, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Bears versus ducks, discuss. Discuss. That's we could right. do a classified thing at the end. We'll I look, look forward to that. In. Twenty-five mark question. Uh, would you prefer duck-sized bears or bear-sized ducks, and why? Explain. Yeah. There's some great merchandising opportunities there as well. I think.
5: Yeah, I think we should um, get a Wicked shirt that says Team Ducks or Team Bears.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or just an ordinary T-shirt with like a duck on one side and yeah. a bear on the other. No,
5: which one do you pick? <laughs>
0: Well, wine we, or cheese. It could be reversible.
5: Yeah, that's a good idea. Cheese oh,
0: does feature as well, doesn't it? It
5: does. Yes, cheese is on there. After there were some angry cheese uh, people on Twitter. <laughs> that's angry, not where I was going with that. There, there was no cheese people. question, but there is cheese this week. Cheese is featured. He made a good point.
0: Uh, look out for that. Uh, that'll be on uh, Wikipedia's social media from tomorrow. Yes. The full version. The full version. In behind the scenes news. Yeah. Uh, final uh, element of the Wickham Wanderer show uh, is our chat with the manager, uh, Matt Bloomfield. And as mentioned at the training ground, uh, he was uh, ambushed, surprised uh, <laughs> by. Uh, he, gets, he gets presented with all sorts when we turn up uh, brownies the other week, and uh, this week, a lifetime membership. Uh, which includes a certificate and a tie as well, and from a twenty-pound me- discount. <laughs> Absolutely, from the Wickham Wanderers X Players Day session, uh, something which he was very grateful for.
2: Yeah, an amazing surprise. I was, um, yeah, been really flattered by some of the the gifts I've been given by people associated with the club over the you know the previous brownies time. Week. Yeah, yeah, brownies were particularly high on the on the agenda, and what I was appreciative of. They didn't last very long in the coach's office, by the way. Um, yeah I'm, I'm really touched um, I knew this is a special football club I know it is and you know the people that are attached here make it as such so to receive that from the Ex-Players Association was um, a lovely surprise and uh, I'm really really grateful
0: i really inspirational as well for perhaps young players who are just starting out and, and think I wonder how long I'll be at a club
2: yeah I think one of the things that gets associated with football and, and footballers and, and people associated in the game is that lack of loyalty and um, people moving around too often there 's probably a little bit of rich coming from me who 's just moved clubs twice in the last five months, but I think there is there 's a place for loyalty. I feel like um, you know when a club does well by you, you, you try and do replicate, but the game takes you on the, a little journey um, but it 's nice when you 've been in one place for so long That that 's recognized.
0: An extra special for you, I guess to be at the helm at a special club
2: yeah of course yeah it 's um, it's an amazing place um, here I, you know, I really appreciate it before, and i 'm certainly appreciative to be back yeah being manager of this football club is a is a dream and a, an ambition I've held for for a number of years um and I'm extremely grateful to be here um having said that I'm I'm extremely driven as well to achieve it's not just about what's been and gone I've said it before and I'll say it again I'm here to do a job and um you know I don't leave leave any stone unturned I work every hour it takes to try and bring success here because I know what it means to the people associated with this club and I know what it would mean to to me and, and my staff to, to keep moving forward.
0: It's still such an exciting time to, to have taken over and been in charge as well. Just still just outside the playoffs.
2: Yeah, most certainly so. It's a it's a group of uh, men in that changing room who I, I respect extremely high. I think um, the way we've worked together over this last month has been um, really good. Um, you know, coming from from Colchester, I, you know, walk back through the door and you got a different relationship, but they've been they've been great. You know, the supporters are really excited. I hope by. Um, what's to come between now and the end of the season and, and we're doing our, our utmost to, to achieve what everyone wants us to achieve so we'll keep working as hard as we possibly can we'll keep working as diligently as we possibly can to, to try and make as many people proud as possible And this week I guess not too much in terms of disappointment to get over after the, the Barnsley result No, it's, uh, it was a tough result to take I'll be honest because um, you know, I was extremely pleased with a lot of the performance levels of what we gave so it was a tough one, but I watched it back. Um, you know, Saturday night and again Sunday. It was just trying to watch it with unemotional eyes to, to really analyse exactly what we're doing in our performance levels. We were um, presented that to the players Monday morning, first thing, get it out of the system. Um, good bits, learning bits, how we're going to keep moving forward. And we've had a good week on the grass, so we hope that you know um, continual improvement is what we aim for, and results is obviously hopefully a byproduct of that. And, and we hope to put both hand in hand. And the group affected by illness as well is everyone, everyone a lot better now? Yeah, everyone's a lot better. Now. Now we had to close the building down last Thursday after Bristol Rovers, um, because of that many people affected by illness, and you know coming at the end of the long run of games like we did, maybe their immune levels were were low. But um, I don't think we can attribute the performance against Barnsley to any of that, because we were pleased with with a lot that we did. Um, so yeah, illness is, is clearing up, uh, and we've had a good week, and we're, we're energised and enthused by 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 the game on Saturday and what's to come.
0: We heard from Jack earlier. He, one of his questions that he was asked is, you know, do players prefer the Saturday,
2: Tuesday, or, or more of a, a week's break? And he was saying, you know, they like to play more games. But I guess as a coach, it's perhaps slightly different. Yeah, I think um, when I was playing, I loved the Saturday, Tuesdays. I think as a player, you just want to play as many games as possible. Um, as a coach, that's slightly different because the the, the hours of prep and, and debrief that goes into each and every game. But it's nice to mix it up. Some weeks, you know, uh, it is nice to bounce from game to game. But other weeks, it's good to take a breather slightly and, and analyze um, the overall picture as well as what. What you're doing on a day to day basis so um, yeah we, we love being involved in the game I think everyone here shows that um, willingness to work on a day to day basis and, and that's what we're really pleased about. And Charlton obviously a team not too, too far away in the table but a few points back but have had a real resurgence themselves recently. Mm, they have yeah they've had a few good results Dean Holden's doing a really good job there We've got, we know they've got some good players um, yeah two good results in the last two games so we know they're, they're a good team uh, we know the, the threats they're going to pose they've got some pace up front they pass the ball really well so um, we're obviously um, trying to make our play Against that, but also being enthused and um, excited about what we've been doing, we've been we've been pleased with um, a lot of what we've done over the last couple of weeks. But we want to make sure we a continue that, b improve it, and see marry it up with results. And it's a really good feeling amongst the, the group at the moment because we're
0: sort of heading in towards the, this period of the season where you know obviously every game counts.
2: Yeah, of course, this is the best part of the season, isn't it? This is the part that every year when you go into pre-season, you hope you've got something um, to play for at the end of it, at the right end of the table. That's what we all. That's why we all live our lives, you know, on this roller coaster of professional football that we. We love getting to this part of the year and and being involved at at this point is is great. So it's a a really good noise levels around the training ground. I think really good energy levels. The boys are buoyant. Um, They're really enthused by the work they're doing at the moment and and we look to take that into the games.
0: Pleasure to speak to the manager and uh, wish the team, obviously, uh, all the best for the game against Charlton on Saturday. Which, if you're not going to the Valley, and uh, many are, uh, you'll be able to hear live on Wanderers TV and on 106.6 FM as well. Big thank you to everyone who's helped uh, put the show together and contributed this week, uh, especially to you. You're
5: welcome.
0: <laughs> uh, same time next week, uh, we'll be here. Hope you can join us for that as well. Uh, have a great uh, week.
5: Thanks.